Hi, I'm Armand Olia. I'm a journalist and podcaster who was diagnosed with autism at the age of three. I spent the last few years as an advocate and activist raising awareness and acceptance about autism, which includes my current hosting gig on the YouTube series For the Community. For the past decade, I've tried through my actions and advocacy to move the needle on neurodiversity rights. I've been more than lucky that there have been others to help me move it. You can't get inclusivity without us. So I'd like to welcome you to the podcast that highlights the voices that help push the changes to a brighter, neuro-inclusive future. It's time to bridge the gap between the neurotypical and the neurodiverse. Welcome to the Oddcast. I want to extend a warm welcome to those of you joining me, especially for this episode. In case you haven't seen our season two premiere or clicked on the episode without reading any information, we are back not only on the air, but in our second part with the black autistic king himself, Tim Boykin. We talked a lot about what the future may hold for autism advocacy and what future projects may even be coming, representation of autistic people in the media, and what his biggest piece of advice to members of the community is. We have a lot to get to, not much time to do it, so let's get started. But before that, a bit of housekeeping ahead. If you haven't yet, subscribe and turn on notifications on the platform of your choice. We air on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Visit our website, www.theautcommunity.com. That's www.theautcommunity.com. Read the articles from our contributing writers and drop a five-star rating and a comment, which would be highly appreciated. Also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Aut Community. That's at the AUT Community. And you can follow me on all those platforms as well at Armon Olia, at A-R-M-O-N-O-W-L-I-A. With all that out of the way, it's time for the king and I. Shall we dance? So we're going to shift gears a little bit because COVID-19 obviously has been a terrible, terrible time, but has sort of reawakened almost a new golden age for neurodiversity awareness. I'm not sure if you can agree with me on that. Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, look at all the influencers who have come up who are, who are, who are major stars in the autism acceptance community. I mean, I'll just list a few who may not even be stars now, but they were stars definitely back in the, the day. I mean, we had like people like uh, Paige Leo, like uh, Ricky Faith Quinn, um, yourself, obviously, Aziatu, Aurora Um, I mean, so, so many. We have had so many people come in, in this environment. Do you just look around yourself going, wow, like how the, how did I get here? This is crazy. Like, like that, that surprises me, but like, I'm like still like humble because I still see them all as my friends or mutuals. And obviously throughout COVID, obviously your personal responsibilities, not just with autism, but also being African-American in an age of Black Lives Matter. I mean, do you feel that extra pressure on your shoulders, especially when realizing you not represent not only just one quote unquote minority community, but also two at the same time. Well, just like uh, Spider-Man mantra is said, with great power comes great responsibility. And even though 
I am disabled and I am also I am also a minority in America. I can use them as like something good. I can use my identity and my and even like a little bit of my privileges to help others. I, I want to be a shining light to people. Can we back up a, a quick second? Did you just say that you have privileges? Because, and, and this is not like taking anything away from you at all, but for example, a phrase that we hear nowadays is check your privilege, check your privilege. So just, just for my education, maybe for someone else who's listening, define your privileges. In defining my privileges, I am one of the few Black autistic creators with a giant platform. I believe I'm like around, I'm like the third most followed uh, TikTok creator who is Black and autistic. So I am privileged in that. And I am also um, a cisgender man. And uh, that's like the few of like my privileges over there. Um, I am also like officially diagnosed. And I, I want to like uh, show that I want to use my power. I want to use like the little things that I got to help others because not everyone in my community is blessed to have a, an official diagnosis. Not everyone have a larger following. Not everyone is cisgender. And I want to, to help other people. I want to be a light to other people. In terms of your objective in being a light to other people, to what degree do you feel like that you've succeeded and if at all, do you feel like you failed in any way? I don't believe I've, I'm failing in any way. It's just like the powers that be is kind of holding me back. Like with like TikTok and the algorithm and it being like ever changing. You know, not just TikTok, but like basically, basically like social media holding, holding me back. I wish I could like be bigger. I wish I could have a bigger voice, but I don't believe I've failed in any way. Is there anything you feel like you can improve on then? If there's anything I can improve on is be a little diverse with my content. Like, like be like more open, show off my music side, show off my acting side. And like, and like be just like a tiny bit more trendy. So like, so like people could like understand me and so I can like connect to other people. So let's go into your acting side and your and your music side. Obviously, you recently graduated with a BA, if I remember correctly, was in drama, correct? Um, like bachelor's in theater acting. Yes, exactly. That that's exactly what I was thinking. Thank you for that. So where exactly does your passion for theater and for acting come from? Like it actually came from when I was a little kid. When my mom took me to a movie theater for the first time. Um, I watched the Tobey Maguire 2002 Spider-Man movie. And I loved it so much that I think to myself, I want to be on the screen. And I usually do make-believe stuff, like pretending I'm Spider-Man, pretending I'm whatever hero. And thus your love for cosplay as well, correct? Yes, but also um, my stimming, like when I was a little kid, I would repeat everything that I would hear people say on TV. 
And how do you feel like you've come in terms of your pursuit of your passion for theater? I've, I've felt like I've acted a lot and I've done a lot in college. And I feel like I can honestly be better. I, I can like, um, I want to be like in more commercials. I want to be in more short films and be on stage. And I've done, I've done a lot when I was a kid. And now it's time for me to like really make moves. And right now I'm like, I downloaded uh, this app called Backstage where they have like auditions like everywhere in my um, area and worldwide. And so I'm not going to be holding my, myself back anymore. I think the world needs to see a Black autistic actor. Do you feel like there needs to be greater representation of not just Black autistic people, but just autistic people in general on, in our films, in our television, all of that? Um, there, like, I feel like um, like uh, autistic and neuro, or even neurodivergent minorities is like getting like a little bit bigger, but I just like want to like keep it moving. I want it to be keep it moving. Now, now like there's like a new autistic show like, I'm sorry, I am forgetting the name of it. It's on Amazon, isn't it? Uh, yes, yes, yes. It's on Amazon. Let me like, let me just look it up. Let me, let me look it up. As we see it. As we see it. I, I was about to say as we saw it or something like that. But but uh, there was like one Asian girl in this show. And um, and um, even though as like good Asian representation, I wish there would be there could be more. And also, um, I am like friends online with Sue and um, Pian, and that is the actress who actually is a part of it. But like, I wish like more BIPOC members of the autistic community who are actors can get bigger, bigger roles. When Temple Grandin was on our show, um, we talked about how the one thing she would have done if her HBO film was made now is they would cast um, an autistic actress to play Temple, obviously not taking anything towards Claire Danes because she did a fantastic job. Um, You know, in my opinion, anyway, my opinion and a few others include Temple's, but that's not the point. The point is, is with this, with the film music, there has been this conversation that has been opening up about neurotypical actors playing autistic roles. And it can range from Claire Danes in Temple Grandin being very faithful to the source material, being very faithful to Temple is, to something like Maddie Ziegler in music that's just terrible. Do Where do you see neurotypical actors playing autistic roles or should autistic people just play autistic people? There should be no exceptions. Now, now in the past, it's been like a mixed bag. Majority of it was like negative representation from great actors, but there are like some that was like good representation. Um, For example, ever that movie Joyful Noise, that was like the first time ever seeing like a black autistic character on the big screen. Even though the actor, I believe, is not autistic, he did a good job. And there's like another movie called Please Stand By, 
starring Dakota Fanning, where she plays an autistic person who is a big fan of Star Trek and who's wanting to get her fan-made script onto Hollywood. And I saw the movie and that was actually pretty good. Like, I'm glad to see actors, like neurotypical actors who take autism seriously and want to like portray it in a good way. But honestly, at this point, we need to take our stories on our own. So just to make sure I got this clear, if you respect um, autism itself, doesn't matter who you are as an actor, if you're willing to take that on and you're willing to take it seriously, you're fine with that. But in the moment where we need representation, autistic people should be taking control of their own narratives, correct? That is correct. And honestly, like in the future, I just want to see more autistic people playing autistic roles. I mean, also just to go back to the whole music thing, this morning um, there was this article that came out I think it was in the Times, or, or I forget where it was, but it was talking about how Sia had suicidal ideations. I know you recently made a video about that, but honestly, where do you see that standing? Because sometimes people in the actually autistic community can be, unfortunately, sometimes can be a little toxic for not intentionally, obviously, but it can be somewhat negative. So where, where exactly do you stand on that? I stand on, on being kind to people and try to be understanding, but also being, being firm and being uh, serious because I want people to change. I want people to learn. I don't want to just attack, attack, attack. I want people to understand where I'm coming from or where basically the autism community, where they come from. I believe that Sia, Sia's words, I mean, not Sia's words, but Sia's feelings are valid. And I'm sorry that she has been going through what she is going through. But at the same time, her actions were very toxic when she was promoting the movie. And when people try to correct her, she basically bullies them. I will still not forget that moment when the autistic actress said, hey, look, this representation is not good. This is like not very, very well put. And I'm an autistic actress myself. So, so let's get better with this. And C is going to reply, well, maybe you're just a bad actress. I will never forget that. And, and I was like hoping that Sia could like move on and everything, but like saying, saying this out loud, it's, it doesn't make me feel right. Even though I feel like, even though I wish the best for her in her future endeavors, and it's sad that she had those types of thoughts. I just wanted her to take accountability. It's a very tough and complex situation. I get that. And I hope I say everything right. Honestly, you don't have to worry about that. I understand completely. And there are going to be a lot of, you know, mixed feelings when it comes to this, because of course we don't want anyone to think about suicide. We wouldn't wish that on anybody, but at the same time, the events that have led up to this have been somewhat, you know, it's, it's just been very 
hurtful for a lot of people, been very confusing. We want to feel sympathy, but it's kind of difficult to. Two things are correct at the same time. Sia is very valid in her opinions. And let me just rephrase rephrase that. Sia is, is valid in her feelings, but autistic people are very valid that they also feel hurt. So shifting gears a little bit from Sia to Chrissy Marshall. Now, this week, she came out with a uh, TikTok saying that she would like to collaborate with autistic actors, creators to create sort of this film. I've decided I'm going to work with her. I'm pretty sure you're also joining in on the project. That is correct. So before this even starts, and this is just before we've all met together, where do you see this project going? I see this project going in the correct direction. I have a lot of hope and it's good to be a part of a group of other fantastic autistic um, creators making movies, making TV shows, that, that type of stuff. And with Chrissy being a disabled filmmaker in her own right and someone who is devoted to proper representation, where do you think her challenges will potentially be in terms of bridging the gap? What would be like her um, conflicts? I'm, tr- I'm just trying to think about it. Like, I, I don't think about the negative part all that much, but um, here's what I hope happens. I kind of hope that she listens to BIPOC members of the group and not just talk over. Because I've been in some spaces where I've been in autistic groups where I was talked over and not really listened to. So I just hope that she also listens. I know you've been in a few of those. I know one particular moment, I'm not going to say when, but after that moment in particular, how do you feel like you've grown? How do you feel like you've matured? How do you feel like your mindset has changed since that time? It made me have more of a backbone, meaning I'm going to stand up for myself a little bit more. I'm going to say how I feel uncomfortable when I'm uncomfortable. I'm going to speak out and be like, hey, hey, uh, you're, you keep speaking over me. Hey, let me have my turn. So overall, you feel like that was a more positive experience for you than potentially negative? Um. <laughs> I, I did have some trust issues around that point, but um, that's why I try to choose people wisely. And I believe in this instance, I've chose wisely. I appreciate that, Tim. Seriously. Where do you see the future of Black Autistic King? Where do you see the future of your channel? Where do you see the future of your content? Well, expect more music content and also expect a part two of my book. So we're going to see a potentially a part two of Timster's World? Yeah. Oh, ho, ho. please tell me you haven't said this anywhere else. Um, I, I've said this before, but like a, a lot of things happened. I was like really busy and everything. And I'm just trying to add more stuff to it. I just want to tweak it more. I want like a little bit more emotion for my book. 
because this second part is kind of like the first part where it talks about my life as an autistic child. Now I want to talk about my life as an autistic adult transitioning from being a child. And obviously there's been a lot of change in that period. Yeah. It won't be like too, too adult. It'll be like more transitional. Of all the things we talked about, of every single lesson, every single nugget of wisdom that you have dropped over the last two episodes, what is the one major takeaway you you think that everyone should have from listening to you? What's the one lesson that everyone should learn from you? No one can be the best that they are without the help of others. And don't be afraid to get help from others no matter who they are. Ladies, gents, and non-binary audience members, thank you all so much for listening. Tim Boykin has had a lot to endure and has come out the other side so much stronger. Whatever the future holds for him, it's safe to say we are all excited. Next episode, we go from one content creator to another and in the process, bring on our first playwright. Kat Burford. We talk about her upbringing, how her work and acting reflects her real life, writing about autism, and her thoughts on the controversial film Music, which, safe to say, left a lot of us in, um, misery. It's for the best. Eddie, please! Ah! Almost done. It's an episode you do not want to miss. I hope you join me for that episode in two weeks' time, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't yet, subscribe and turn on notifications on your platform. Visit our website, www.theautcommunity.com. That's www.theautcommunity.com. Read the article from our contributing writers. Drop a five-star rating and a comment, which would be highly appreciated. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Aut Community. That's at the A-U-T Community. You can also follow me on those platforms as well at Olia at A-R-M-O-N-O-W-L-I-A. I'm Armonolia. This has been the Oddcast. Let's continue to move the needle, and I'll see you next time.